You're listening to a Monster Kid podcast. <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this special message. How's it going, eh? Today's show on the Monster Kid Podcast Network is a classic. Hosted by two comedic geniuses who've watched way too much North American cinema from the 21st century. Mike Pisacano and Anthony Cilio. Entitled Cinemarketing, this podcast chronicles the heroic adventures of two latter-day consumers of film and the marketing surrounding them. Or, to use the correct 20th century terminology, losers. We hope you give it three thumbs up. Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I'm Mike Pisacano, and uh, who am I joined with again? I'm, I'm Louis. Louis Otero. I'm on this show, but like only this specific faction of the show <laughs> and we're back for a third episode of this so i'm glad that we're keeping this going i enjoy uh this this little bit of consistent knowing that whatever movie we plan next i could worry about that at some other point but i always know that the end of the month lewis and me will be here to talk about all the stupid we'll bullshit that happened be in- here to complain no matter what <laughs> and let's start off with uh, some of the movies that were released uh this month we started off the month of April with a fucking a bang a hashtag Morbius sweep Morbius fever was sweeping the nation all month long Lewis tell us did you get caught up in the hashtag Morbius sweep uh, I, I have not seen the film uh, <laughs> I I really considered it though I really did I, I really really thought about it if I were to go I would have definitely have gone alone like in shame I was sad yeah um, although then again, the conditions under which I saw it under didn't make the movie any more fun. Uh, this is not the type of bad superhero movie that we could go to and laugh at. This is just painfully, generically bad. Yeah. Like, this is mid-2000s Ghost Rider Fantastic Four levels of, like, the type of bad comic book movie that's almost, like, illegal to make loud. Like, we make fun of a lot of comic book movies, me specifically, too, but there is at least a level of quality control in the Marvel movies, whereas this is just, like, this, this feels like it feels like it was made by a, a production company that didn't have the rights to the character that they were making a movie out of. I mean, it's not like untrue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all things considered about like how these fucking things and like now that like we're getting like, you know, apparently they just showed, showed footage of like Craven the Hunter. Like they're still moving like full speed ahead on these Spider-Man villain Wasn't spinoffs, there- even though. They're all bad. Like, wasn't there some other bullshit Spider-Man villain that you were telling me about that they made a movie? T- oh wait, yeah. So fucking Bad Bunny, um, who is a you know a reggaeton artist, got tapped by Sony to play El Muerto, who is like a luchador, like Spider-Man villain that was in. I shit you not two issues of the comic book like he is he is not a character they're like we need a Latin character because we want Bad Bunny to be in a movie which you know what fine like I totally get that but like you could always just one take a character and be like he's Hispanic now and we can all accept that and move on um 
But to to pick out the one, like the bane knockoff that they fucking had for two issues, and be like, "We're this is our vehicle going forward." And then seeing people like online being like, "This means so much to the Hispanic community," I was like, "Probably not as much as it would have been to have like a real character, uh, or to <laughs> be in a movie that people will actually care about, yeah. or even see." Honestly, this sounds like Aunt May the movie uh, type of uh, talk. Like, remember, I remember the same time in the mid two thousand tens. After the, around Amazing Spider-Man two, where Sony's like, we're gonna make the Aunt May movie and the Black Cat movie and the fucking none of that happened. I, I have about as much faith in yeah, this happening. But like, dude, a fucking a Morbius movie did happen, which makes me believe that like they'll do anything, anything is possible. And whether we like it or not, a Craven the Hunter movie is happening. Like it's in production. People have seen footage of it. They're making it. Like we are gonna have to deal like. With a universe that allows that to exist. It's also just so crazy at the end of Morbius where this I think we teased it a little bit uh, last episode with that the post credit scene, but the movie hadn't actually been released yet. So we like we regaled on talking about it then. But now that the movie's out. And yes, the Michael Keaton uh, scene, which was in the first trailer for this movie, <laughs> that Michael Keaton was the stinger. And uh, and you're wondering, how is that going to work into it? And it's literally, there's two post credit scenes. There's one where it's Michael Keaton uh, in like his jail cell, and then he's like, you know, feeling some sort of magical thing. Feeling and, some type which, of way. Which I have to imagine was Doctor Strange pulling him into the multiverse yeah. or whatever. And then there's another scene where... Jared Leto meets on a cliff hillside a flying CGI vulture that is not Michael Keaton. He's like, we're going to put together a team. And like, what the fuck kind of team are you two assholes going to put together? And I also have to imagine that so much of this feels like Morbius was supposed to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. And long before. Yeah. And we noted that in those trailers, in the first trailers, there's like the Spider-Man graffiti on the wall. And it's all like, oh, this is going to hint to that. Yeah. This is in the same universe. Even though the director said, like, I have no idea where that came from. I didn't shoot that. Like, and, and I don't know what was planned for that. Yeah. But they clearly did have plans to use this, at least in some way. To set up No Way Home, I at least in the same level of capacity that they had for Venom, where they at the end of post credit scene of Venom 2, where he pull, it gets pulled into the universe also. And then that ended up playing not a lick into the actual. Yeah, movie. I mean, again, look, th this definitely does seem like a thing where like because of like COVID affecting production, like the Marvel release schedules got all out of whack. Sure. Whatever. This movie has the same post credit scene twice. Yeah. It, it, it is it is teasing the same thing two times, which and is it is crazy. And also, it's not gonna happen. Like, like the first one is like uh, is like Michael Keaton coming in being like, "Hey guys, I'm not done here yet." And then like the second one is Michael Keaton being like, "Okay, I feel like that was a little unclear. <laughs> so what?" I think we should do and what I think I'm around here for what I think is if, that we're going to form some sort of a team. All right. And, and they got that. Great. And, and he had to be in the vulture costume just in case if you didn't get it the first time. Yeah, like, yeah. who's that? Why is Michael Keaton? It's like, oh, that's he, he's that character. You remember him? <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. They they are. They think I mean, you know, 
all of this stems from that they think we're all really dumb. Like it has to be. Yeah. Like if you if you're not insulted by this, like <laughs> you, you really fucking should be. They think you're so fucking dumb that you wanted to see a Morbius movie <laughs> and that you wouldn't understand their dumb fucking post credit scene. I also think it's just also so funny that Morbius now has just kind of gained a life of its own as just being like a legendarily bad movie meme where it's just like the joke is that, like the Morbius sweep, Morbius high, Morbius is the number one movie <laughs> in the world. It all stems from just the fact, like not even an opinion, just a proven fact that Morbius is a bad movie. Yep. Yep. yep <laughs> and it yep, feels yep, like yep. it's been a long time since everyone could just collectively dog on one specific movie. Like it feels like. Every it feels like everything is so contentious where everybody has hot takes and everybody every movie has its fans. It's good that we can all have one movie that we can all just dogpile and nobody's yeah. offended. Well, no, 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 no. Someone is offended. Fucking I, I'm sure film Twitter would hate me for this, but I doubt they listen to this podcast. Um, fucking uh, Richard Newby, the film critic, is like was like on Twitter for months before being like, I don't know what everyone's talking about saying that Morbius looks so bad. This looks really cool and interesting. I can't wait for Morbius. You're all going to be it's the first vampire in a Marvel film. Yeah. You've never seen that. Before. And then and then the movie comes out and I'm like, oh, OK, he must like concede now that this is a piece of shit movie and be like, oh, my bad. No, he's like doubles down. And he's like, you know what? Uh, I guess I just want to like movies. You know what? Like, <laughs> you know what? At least it was something different. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right. Uh, more, 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 fun fl- more flop films from April of 2022. Back to the wizarding world of Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and where we'll never be able to find them again because this <laughs> last movie was so bad and it flopped and nobody liked it. Not even your fucking Potterhead wife liked this movie. Not even my fucking Potterhead wife liked it. That's very true. Yeah, she liked the last one too, and nobody I- liked the last no, one. Yeah, it's it's a that movie's a real piece of shit. This this movie is so much worse. It's like and that that's shocking. Like the, that that second movie is really bad and boring and like not interesting. This is so much worse than that. The best time I had like at that theater was uh, like when I went to take a shit like three quarters of the way through the movie because I did not care. <laughs> I, I also love how. I I haven't seen this newest movie. I will not see this newest no, movie. No, don't do it. But from seeing the last two, my my gathering of what is this fucking franchise about? Like, what are we building towards? Every movie has just the climax of like, it's there. Like they they are not setting up. Any, like there's no climax to any of these movies. Yeah, and I, I mean, don't know what are they building up to. They're building up to this confrontation between Grindelwald and Dumbledore, and it's not interesting, and no one cares, and we know wins and we see Grindelwald die like it's not it's not exciting it's not interesting they're prolonging it like you know fucking JK Rowling is so arrogant that she was like this needs to be five movies it was originally supposed to be a trilogy when they first conceived it and then she was like no we need five movies to do it and now WP's like no yeah it's also like you know how in like the original Harry Potter movies where every one of those feels like they give you a little tiny hint at the end of like Voldemort's coming yeah but it but all of those they were able to cinematically make all those movies like they have big action climaxes on their own that are and they have stories to, yeah yeah uh they were they That's were a big one yeah <laughs> but but with these it's just like it feels like she's just writing the screenplay the way that she would write the book where it's just like here's a bunch of like like mishaps that 
end up with somewhat of a climax at the end. But like cinematically, you're able to make that more interesting. Like you're able to add, like, you yeah. know, have. More. No, I mean, like, look, like th- this is just a it, it's a shitty series. Like David Yates isn't bringing anything new or interesting to the table. He, his directing, I think, on the series has gotten pretty stale. He's very talented. Like we I, I don't think anyone can really deny that. But like he's just not doing very like interesting or impressive work on on these films anymore. J.K. Rowling needs to like get her little like witch clutches off of uh, this franchise or just accept that like people are going to stop supporting it because she's a terrible screenwriter clearly and she's also a worse person yeah yeah a horrible human being that no one wants to associate with anymore and she keeps doubling the fuck down I don't think it's like there's a new Harry Potter movie coming out this week and a majority of J.K. Rowling's tweets are not about the movie, not about I made this movie, we should see it, or posting stuff about that, but it's all transphobia, She's trans like, hatred. Trans teenagers have had it too good for too long. Let me make sure that it gets worse. She's an awful person. Like, really, really terrible. And I'm bummed about it because, like, the property could be interesting and it's just, it's never going to be again, probably. I feel, I've seen people saying, like, the only thing they could possibly do to, like, reunite interest in this series is just a cursed child movie with the original cast which no, that's never gonna happen i don't i don't think it's that i i, I think you, you need like some sort of like hbo max spin-off something that's so detached from the main storyline of the original films that like jk rowling doesn't feel so a part of it like you know something actually kind of like what they're doing with the video game right now where it's like you know set like so long before the events of the main harry potter series and like isn't written by her that it feels like its own piece of work everything fantastic beast is so wrapped up in what happened in that original series that is so intrinsically tied with that person that like it's just no escaping it yeah but also speaking of other terrible people that are involved in this franchise ezra miller (laughs) strikes again we we have to we have to call in the national guard to keep them away from nightclubs in hawaii (laughs) Yeah, Ezra Miller is on a rampage, like an absolute like, <laughs> and is you know you you feel bad like you know that like they are having a hard time mentally, like they definitely need help, but also like they're out there like committing just, crimes, committing crimes, just being a nuisance, like just being like a problem that Hawaii has now. <laughs> like everyone is there, like living in fear of going. Uh, and running into Ezra Miller, he's gonna throw. Uh, they're gonna throw like a chair at you or something. Like that is a real threat. And it happened more than once. Yeah, it, that's it's that's the craziest thing. Sarah was like telling me, my wife, like we were watching a movie and she's she's like, uh, she's like Ezra Miller attacked someone in Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, hun, that was like three weeks ago. And she's like, no, 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 he did it again. And I was like, there's no way. I'm sorry. They did it again. I was like, there's no way that they did it again. Like, you must be like misreading the article that was definitely posted like three weeks ago. But nope. And nope, they are out there just throwing chairs at women. That's crazy. But yeah, it's not only put like, again, the future of this Fantastic Beast series (laughs) is already in jeopardy because of J.K. Rowling's involvement, because of the movie just like not being well reviewed and also flopping a little bit. This is the lowest grossing Harry Potter movie. Of all of them, they've all done consistently less numbers 
uh, from Fantastic Beasts 1 to 3. And then also, we now we have Ezra Miller to worry about. Like, this series is just, it's it's cursed. We have Can to- you imagine being the owner of a karaoke bar in Hawaii right now? And just being fucking terrified like when every a, night must have been like, that Ezra Miller's gonna come through that door. Must have been like what being a theater manager was like when the Joker came out. <laughs> like, you're, you're prepping your staff every night, you're having drills. Oh, like man. Like, the Dark Knight Rises. Do you remember, like, the Dark Knight Rises when that came out where everyone was like, I'm gonna die in this movie theater when we go see it. Like, there was that air about it yeah, when the, everyone the, was going to the midnight showings. A little twitch of fear, but it's... Uh, yeah. Glad we uh, got past that. Yeah. Alright, so, so, yeah, so apparently this has caused uh, them to put a, a stop on future movies as of now. They put the sequels on hold, which, good. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's clamoring for the next couple movies uh but now it's gonna make this like if this just stops right now it's gonna it's gonna be like the amazing spider-man series where it's like wow we just ended on this kind of cliffhanger where like there's no resolution anymore <laughs> the the amazing spider-man 2 cliffhanger is like way more interesting than this <laughs> it's it just which is more which is why it's so incredible how it yeah. did happen well, did you- uh, uh, god I can't even explain like how stupid it's an election story. Mads Mikkelsen is like weird wizard Nazi Trump. It's it's just it's terrible. Don't but, do it. Yeah, but also the only other reason why I think you said like why you would, would explore a movie set in the series is to explore the relationship with Dumbledore and Grindelwald and uh, this movie made made fucking strides. This movie, the 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 breakthroughs in LGBT representation yeah, that this they movie mentioned had. gayness twice a whole. Two lines of dialogue that is going to get cut out from China that we can completely remove from the movie. That's how important it is that it could be. We could cut out two lines and all of it is gone. Way to go, JK. Yeah, you really you're you're really a hero for progressivism. <laughs> yeah, they don't like do a good job of exploring it. So like China's not like, missing anything, but it, it's pretty fucked up that like this is just a part of movies now like Doctor Strange got banned from Saudi Arabia uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness got banned from Saudi Arabia because uh, America uh, Miss America in, in the movie is a lesbian and they're and just they're, like, and they're definitely not even, they're definitely just not gonna they're gonna have one line about it and then that's probably it. yeah and then we're gonna like read like a million thing pieces about it for the next year <laughs> Oh god, don't you love movies? No, I hate yeah. it. I, in fact, like every time I do this show, I feel like I'm like this is a terrible business to want to be in. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, we have a hard time doing this just once a month. Like those shows that do this every day. Every day. Oh, it was about movies every day. I can't. those collider fucks. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's move on to some other movies that uh, maybe give us a little bit more hope. Uh, so yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the big thing about it, I mean, it, it's released. It's it's at least being a bit of a box office success. Like it's still consistently making money. My sister saw it. She hasn't seen a movie in the theater that wasn't an animated movie in like three years. And she was raving about how great it was. And it became the highest rated movie on Letterboxd, overtaking Parasite. Yeah. And it's I got to say, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I have a feeling that I think it's a it's getting a little bit overhyped and I don't want it to be like, you know, the downfall of this movie's legacy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I, I think everything that that is this good, like has that same risk of like people just 
Yeah, but uh, even evangelizing though when, it to the point yeah, of like, yeah, but even absurdity. though when Parasite got that that bump of excitement and and high rating, but I watch it I'm like that makes sense. Like this fits. Like this yeah. this feels like it's earned. With this, I'm like I liked it a lot, and maybe I would have liked it more if I didn't have more of that expectation that this is like the new groundbreaking savior of cinema. But mm. like, <laughs> yeah, I I really love the movie for for what it's worth. Um, I. <sighs> I don't know. I you know how like in Breath of the Wild, no, you, I, I, I haven't. So played. in Breath of the Wild, you can collect like three hundred of these things, and you, like you search all over the world and you collect them. They're like little. They're called Korok seeds, and then when you turn them all in after doing it for like probably like sixty hours, they just give you a gold piece of poop. <laughs> like that's your reward, and like it doesn't do anything, and it factors into nothing. You just have it in your inventory. It's just a gold piece of poop. I feel like that's the same as being the highest rated movie. Of <laughs> that was a very roundabout analogy, but it took I took a real long walk to dunk on <laughs> on Letterbox on this on this silly yeah. website for losers. <laughs> Uh, that I'm also on, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, but you'll you'll post you'll post when you watch a movie. But like, there are people whose like identity is Letterboxd. Yeah, I know. I'm close to being one of them. I was <laughs> I was one of them for a long time. But I I, I realized there was better things to do in life. Uh, is there? Yeah. Now, now <laughs> moving on to the next movie. Now, this is a silly little uh, marketing news story. Uh, the Northman also released, which I think this is the savior of cinema, the masterpiece of the year. I, I love this movie. I yeah. had such a blast with it. Very, it, very good. It, yeah. Uh they, they, it's been circling around on Twitter images that on New York City subway ads, the posters and the billboards for the movie were plastered without titles on them. <laughs> it, like it could be like a cologne commercial. Like like there's no way to tell without the title if you don't know what the movie is already. Like what this is supposed to be. Although I do think that it is. It's it's this is like a, a funny little story. This is not like going to be you know remembered. Like tied oh, no. into the movie's legacy or anything. I just thought it was a funny thing. We could bring it up now just because, you know, it'll get lost. I almost forgot about it even before we uh, if I didn't already have it in the dock from when I was uh, planning this. But anyway, let's get out of these movies and let's go to some more upcoming movies. Trailers for movies were released. Yeah. <laughs> they keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, like after like it trending pretty much every Monday for the past like two months. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder got a trailer which I, I was 100% I'm like this movie's gonna get delayed it's not happening this July like there's no I, but I was, it's it's they're doing it they're pushing full steam I was, ahead. I was surprised at how late they waited to release this trailer uh, yeah I, I would have thought if they were gonna wait this long just wait another extra week and play it in front of Doctor Strange I that yeah that that seems to make the most sense to me but I, I don't know I, I think they want they're trying to downplay like how connected they are and you know, that's all speculation. The trailer's fine. I, uh, uh, it's I a fine I, trailer. Yeah, I, I didn't really care much for what yeah. I saw in there. Not a big Thor or Marvel fan. Didn't really care about Ragnarok like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I, so this song, like, eh, look, Natalie Portman's Thor, I guess. I like we do that. We, we I, I heard about that happening like five years ago. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Now, now it's just like, like when they announced the movie. I mean, that, that was part of it that like she was returning to the cast. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's like supposed to be like a major. Not that it's a major reveal, but I'm yeah. just like at this point, I was just like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't know if I, I just feel like okay, 
do I care about this anymore? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm interested. I, you know, I love Taika Waititi, uh, more than I love anything else involved with this film. So like, I'm, but I'm, I'm willing to watch it for that reason. Uh, also, but like, you know, I like the mighty Thor, uh, the Jane Foster stuff is pretty cool in the comics and the, I think it was Jason Aaron. That run was really, really interesting, really well written. And like, there's, they're clearly like, just like recreate a lot of like panels. So I'm, I'm sure this will be a, a really good time. I'm not really clear on, uh, what the story is. Uh, I have to assume it has something to do with multiverse stuff. Um, just judging by the way it seems that Natalie Portman Thor is introduced, but maybe mm. I am wrong. Uh, yeah. Time will tell. Anyway, well, you could tell us all about what Thor's involvement is and when Doctor Strange comes out next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, what, five days away now from, from watching Doctor Strange and having all my burning questions answered. Like, can Sam Raimi make a good Marvel movie again? Can he make a good movie again? Can he make any? Can it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, my next trailer that got released this month. This was early in the month. I, f- I really, I thought I was like, wait, this, this was this month. I thought that was last <laughs> month. Nope, Mar- Marcel the Shell with shoes on got a trailer yeah. released, and we were seeing Sonic the Hedgehog two when uh, we saw this trailer, and my brother was next to me, and he didn't know what the movie was, but when the trailer played, he was he was in shock. He was in awe. He was in agape. pure bliss. He, yeah. was, he was sitting there. He's like, what is this? Like, this is <laughs> this isn't real. And I'm like, and we were all we were all taken. We were all, all heart struck by yeah. this little shell with a googly eyes and issues voiced by Jenny Slate. And it looks so adorable. And I'm going to cry watching the movie the whole time. It's very, very cute. I liked I used to really when I was younger, the the shorts on youtube yeah i didn't even know about that until after this trailer came out and then i was like oh i i didn't know these were youtube videos yeah. i watched a couple of them and then they're, they're certainly cute i feel like if i've watched them younger they're probably yeah like, yeah like a charlie the unicorn type of thing or right like, yeah it's just like but it's it's still like very wholesome ultimately yeah. and 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 nice and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to it and oh yeah but yeah a whole movie where it's like you know a little like a little Paddington story about this cute little character who wants to find a family. That sounds great. Like it sounds yeah. so so cute. Uh, All about it. And a complete one eighty uh, opposite <laughs> and not not cute or wholesome or or anything. David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future a trailer released from Neon, uh, and I I went to see Petite Maman today, uh, the new Celine Siama movie. I saw it, and there was a trailer uh, for this movie in front of that. And then as soon as it ended, all the old people in the back were just like, "Oh, I I don't want to see that. <laughs> that just looks so gross. I'm not seeing that movie." <laughs> yeah man this is actually in front of the north when i went to go see it uh, it uh palm door incoming probably i mean i cronenberg is really hit and miss with me but when he hits like he really really hits like there's stuff that i i love of his this looks cool i'm yeah. i'm i'm really inter- into it like i'm i'm really curious but hey. like nothing about this really indicates what the quality is going to be you know, it looks like it's going to be weird, futuristic. There's people eating garbage. I don't know. I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on in this trailer. Kristen Stewart sticking something in her eye. Yeah, what, whatever it is. Let's, Why not? Let's give it a shot. Like you said, Cronenberg's had a bit of a of a losing streak last couple decades or so. But I think that, 
<laughs> not that long. Like West Eastern Promises. Probably like decades. Eastern Promises is probably like the last movie I could think of of his, A History of Violence. Mm. I mean, Viggo Mortensen's also in this movie. The only movies that he's good in other than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, or David. Yeah. And then. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be playing uh, in competition at Cannes, which should be happening next month or so. Uh, so that's uh, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm curious to see like what the reaction will be because it's again like his last couple movies were not. This seems like a return to like body horror or sci-fi. Yeah. So I feel like this could. And also he has a film like he made a Crimes of the Future in like his early career. Like it was like one of his first or two or three movies. Um, and I, I don't know if this is a remake of that movie or if it's taking place in the same universe. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. I'm 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 super. I think it's going to be uh, at least worth talking about yeah. when it comes out. All right. So now let's move on to uh, some other news. So in in casting announcements, I think we have mentioned in the last episode that Florence Pugh was in talks to star in Dune Part Two. Yeah. Uh, it's now confirmed that Florence Pugh and uh, Austin Butler, who uh, of Elvis fame as Elvis oh. Presley, uh, is going to be in the movie as well. I mean, I guess they probably have faith in him from Elvis. But uh, again, I, yeah, I'm sure whatever the problem with that movie is, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of them. I don't. I, I, I had no reason to believe that he would be one of them yeah. from the trailer yeah. i think he looks good all right uh also has been announced that brie larson is going to be in fast and furious 10 uh known as fast x yeah so that sounds like the porn version i would like to see brie larson in that movie these movies like are, aren't real to me no like, yeah I, I, don't, I, I don't even like consider i don't Something about them, they seem like fake movies. I don't know. I they can't really, really do. Like they, fe- they, they look like action movies that are playing in the background of other like, of other movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, and and it's also so weird that like Brie Larson is now a part of this cast. Like, it's just like, what a fucking downhill career trajectory. Like, you want an, like winning an Oscar, and then it's like, all right, now I'm in my <laughs> Marvel movie, and now I'm just like gonna be like so oh god forbid someone wants to make a fuck ton of money a metric ass load of money just an absolute helicopter drop of money it's an evil endeavor in this economy (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so it's just so weird that her like helen mirren are in these movies now it's like what the fuck kind of like what's the crossover appeal like who's who's watching the fucking the queen and like oh i gotta see helen mirren in that new Fast picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's a fair point. I don't, I don't know who they think they're drawing in with these like stunt casting things, but uh, yeah. Uh, and they lost the director uh, also. Just a, a thing to note. So they, they had started shooting. I think they were shooting for like two days. And then uh, I think it's Jeremy something or other. Um, Jeremy Saulnier? No. <laughs> uh, fast X director. Uh, Justin, Justin Lin. Oh yeah, he, uh, he directed the last couple or something. So yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. He he dropped out two days into it, citing creative differences. I don't know if they've announced who's replacing him, but uh, couldn't care. Sorry, no, not a not a series not I'm all. really interested in. But you know what? We all care about a lot, and we can't wait for, it, and we're all equally excited for Jason Momoa in <laughs> Minecraft the movie. <laughs> it's just, I'm also so disappointed that the was Rob McElney, who's what is what's his name from Mac from Always Sunny, Rob Rob Mc- McElney. Yeah, yeah, he was. I remember there was like he was originally like 
in talks to write and direct and star in Minecraft the movie at some point, like a couple years ago, where they were like still. Yeah, I would have been way more interested. Yeah, that. that and then it's Jason Momoa, I guess as Steve. Yeah, and then we got the director Jared Hess of Napoleon Dynamite. Where it's like, how far back into world history are we going that we need to pull the director of Napoleon Dynamite? Like, who's who? Who thought of that? Like that's yeah. No, I, I have no idea. I I don't know. Really, I I didn't know he was still working. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like at at all. So that's interesting. I what could the fuck could a Minecraft movie be? And what could a Minecraft movie starring Jason Momoa? Is it gonna be like a Lego movie be? where like? Yeah, I guess you know, I don't think it was clear if it was live action or animated. They can't make this live action. What are you talking about? They didn't <laughs> say he was in talks to fucking voice a character in Minecraft. He's gonna be a real flesh box well, are they person. gonna be boxes or, or is it gonna be like he's a real person like is it gonna be like they're gonna I'm be a, like meat cubes like they're I'm gonna imagine, look- you know what i'm imagining i'm imagining it's like the northman where it's like but like you know he's a miner and he's like building like you know he's building the like the cutting down the trees that are in front of his yard or something oh and like <laughs> what if he's just what if he's he's just in a costume <laughs> like no, his like a cost- cardboard his, costume. No, no, it's gonna be just Jason Momoa, like live action person, and he's gonna wear like a blue shirt, and that's that. He's Steve. There it is. Oh my god! And he's gonna build things. I guess. I yeah, it's coming. Whether we like it or not, it's coming. Did what- they do another like ridiculous thing this month with? Uh, Video game movie. Oh, the the Rock doing it takes two. Did we talk about that in the last one? I did not know about this. No. Oh yeah. So it takes two. Uh, the Rock just like greenlit a it takes two movie, and he might star in it. That's and then I guess Kevin Hart's gonna be the other guy. Yeah, fucking probably. I guess. Yeah, it's happened whether we like it or not. Again, like he will will it into existence. It takes two. Ferris is on board in in some way or another. So that's something. <laughs> Joseph yeah. Ferris, the yeah, fuck the like, Oscars guy. Yeah. Like we said, these things are coming whether we like them or not. But so one thing that isn't going to be coming, no matter no how ma- bad we goddamn want it. <sighs> so after The Invisible Woman came out and it was really fucking good. They were like, okay, make more of these. And they got fucking Karen Kusama to sign on to do a Dracula movie. And it was the best news ever. It's brilliant. Karen Kusama is the amazing director of The Invitation and Destroyer, two really good fucking movies. And she's really talented. And she would have made an awesome Dracula movie. But too bad. LOL. Two weeks, I think, before it was supposed to start production, they canceled it. And I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) How much do you think that this is in reaction to like Morbius? It's like, oh, people don't want vampires anymore. I don't even want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll lose my mind. Oh, man, this yeah. is a fucking bummer. It was going to focus on like uh, his love interest. I can't think of her name. Harker, Harper or something like that. Uh, Nina Harker. Is that her name? I don't know. OK, about fucking whatever. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to probably be really awesome. We're never going to get we're never going to get to see it. Two weeks. We were so goddamn close. We were so goddamn close. <laughs> it's Fuck. it's it's going off to join Robert Eggers Nosferatu off, uh, in, the, off in the graveyard. Of, I'm, like, I'm genuinely more bummed about this. Like I, I'm this is horrible. This is a horrible thing. Um, <sighs> and like it didn't like we got like no. 
news of it for a while. So I think everyone was like, oh, is this stuck in some sort of development hell? No, apparently it was proceeding just fine. It was proceeding really, really well. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. Well, it, <sighs> yeah. In the same vein, another movie that maybe maybe this movie can come back. Maybe they'll 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 be able to resurrect it in some way, because another movie that was previously canceled, but is now mm. being brought back is Nimona, which is an animated film that was previously being developed by Blue Sky Studios. Uh, the had once Disney had acquired Fox, the company shut down and Disney had also canceled production on this movie. Uh, it's also pretty widely, I guess, known that there's some LGBT themes about it. And Disney was also uh, uh, pretty quick to ax that. Yeah, uh, because for, Disney for, hates gay people. Which and for some reason, conservatives think they are like the beacon for yeah, LGBT no. rights. They despise gay people and like only include them in things through gritted fucking teeth. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, this movie had had once been dead in the water and now is being revived by Annapurna and Netflix to be released in 2023. Mm. So I don't know much about this. It's apparently some sort of like fantasy epic. And mm. I'm sure that it'll probably... Who knows how it could have ended up? I mean, th- can, I'm thinking of the movie Epic that Blue Sky made. I'm like, Dude, I have a feeling. It I don't could think probably- they made very good movies. Am I am I he's, correct in this? Because I, I don't remember liking a Blue Sky movie. Yeah, go. Because here's the thing. Uh, uh, this episode, this will be out before what I'm going to talk about is out. But uh, I was a guest on another podcast called I Helped Make That with uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kevin Higgins. And he uh, we interviewed uh alex darmet who was a production storyboard artist or a story or someone involved in ice age and he was working at blue sky uh in the early 2000s when ice age had come out so we interviewed him uh and talked about like you know the the working at blue sky and like you know its legacy and whatever and we kind of like i guess came to conclusion like blue sky they were not the top dog of animated studios at all but there was at least something there where it's like they were at least a healthy competition to Disney and then Disney just acquiring it and then just shutting it down. It's competition is just mm. kind of scary and monopolistic. It is. Um, yeah. But uh, like I said, I I think the Peanuts movie was really great. Um, I remember being bored to tears during that movie. It's a nice film. I enjoyed yeah, it. I yeah. think the first Ice Age movie is uh, I have Did fine memories Captain underpants. Was that? No, that, that was DreamWorks. Yeah. Yeah. I think robots was fine also, but, uh, but I think now that it is probably going to be, it's going to be under, uh, the, under the production of a new animation studio and with to be released by Netflix, they could probably end up making this, uh, the unique movie that I guess they wanted it to be, but it couldn't be under Disney, uh, supervision. But anyway, uh, that episode will be out uh, at some point in the week. You can listen to that. It was a really great interview. And also, uh, in the wake of Blue Sky closing, they had also released uh, recently a little video of Scrat. Uh, yeah. Finally, finally got his nut. And it was he, really cute. Yeah. And it's like, that was a little thing that I guess. And again, like we make fun of Blue Sky as an animation company, but it's like 
there's uh, we all have like some sort of collective memory of Ice Age as like a phenomenon. So like, yeah, everyone has like cultural knowledge of like the plight of Scrat and his and his nut. The passion of To see him finally like achieve his goal, even in like a thirty second no context <laughs> clip, was really cute. And everybody was like, oh, you know that 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 character. If there's one thing that they could claim to their legacy is they made a fucking mascot, and they he, sure did. yeah. Alright, so uh, one more movie that was announced that we could get out of the way and we just needed to bring it up because this is just like the most absurd thing that I can think of is that they are making a movie of Spirit Halloween the store the Halloween costume store and you think you know what is it a documentary about how the store became successful no it's a, it's a horror movie that's going to be set in a spirit Halloween store where it's like that you didn't need the brand name for that. You could have just made a horror movie that takes place in a Halloween store. Yeah. But you want like, you know, what? actually I'm on horror Twitter. They're like legit spirit Halloween super fans. So they're tapping into a demographic. Yeah. Capturing the fucking millennial Gen Z ironic, uh, like attachment that we have to fucking corporate entities. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. Ultimately, (laughs) it's like not not super healthy. Is this Uh, the first movie like we've had movies based off of like toys and movies based off of games and and board games? Is this the first movie to ever be based on a store? Um, (laughs) Night at the Museum (laughs) (laughs) is partially based off of the gift shop at the Natural History Museum. (laughs) Oh, boy. God. But yeah, so Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook are set to star in it. Can't we just let this man just enjoy the the last 10 seconds of his life doing anything else? Yeah, that's that's totally true. How old is he now? I don't know, because like he's got to be like his 130s, <laughs> given how old I thought he was back in Back to the Future. Yeah, he's definitely pushing 130. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how he was supposed to, he's like he was like, you know, the crazy old scientist in 1985. <laughs> he's still it's been, out there. It's been 45 years since that happened. <laughs> and he still looks the same. <laughs> Oh, but good on him. I hope he lives to be 170. Uh, Same. I want him to die. I want to die before he does. I want a hundred more uh, live action Rick and Morty <laughs> YouTube videos for no fucking reason. Uh, oh. All right. So anyway, let's move on to some uh, announcements of release dates uh, shifting and to delayed movies. Yeah. This one is a sad. This is a sad one for me. Spider-Man Across the Universe has been delayed. To June of 2023, and they've also nixed the part one out of the title, which thank God. I yeah, didn't. it's also across the Spider Verse, and if you ever across, get that I wrong, said across again, the universe have a problem. Yeah, you just imagine Spider Man just singing like Yellow Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a fucking bummer. Uh, at CinemaCon, they announced uh, that it got the delay. They showed like 15 minutes of footage, and then they uh, yeah announced that they're dropping that part one, part two shit because the next one is now just called. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. So, uh, which, yeah, good. Avoid doing the part one, part two shit as much as possible, unless they are coming out, like, a month away from each other. That is the only scenario in which that's an okay, smart thing to do. 
Yeah. Uh, and another announcement that has been made, <laughs> another movie that's been delayed. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto uh, solemnly took to Twitter uh, on the Nintendo of America Twitter account to announce that w- with gr- with great dismay that the Super Mario Brothers movie is being delayed from December of this year until April of 2023. Yeah, a real roller coaster of the tweet. Like, it starts out like you think he's, like, going to announce someone's murder. Or that he's going <laughs> to announce that he's retiring yeah. from the he's, Nintendo. He tweets or, from the Nintendo account, and it says, this is Miyamoto, comma, and then he go, goes into it. It's, it's also, like, I have very sad news to announce to you yeah, all. Like, yeah. like, very formal and very, like, <laughs> but it's like the Mario movie will be delayed i'm sorry to all of you that yeah. i'm disappointed like <laughs> yeah um whatever uh <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah. that movie in april i guess yeah december looks like it's gonna be packed this, this yeah month, everyone's this getting year. out of the way of shit uh which i think we'll probably get to a little later yeah. of uh but yeah so uh why don't you take the next rain we're on the comics side of yeah. uh cinema marketing Welcome what to lewis's little comics corner uh, yeah, the guy who directed Pig is going to direct and write uh, an adaptation of a graphic novel called Sabrina, which, Mike, you put this on our document because you thought it was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> not. It's an indie comic that seems like a pretty like normal drama. I'm sure it'll be cool. I miss when we get like, you know, movies based on indie comics, like when we got Ghost World and like American yeah. Splendor and stuff like that. Nobody was making movies like that for a while. Like, yeah, I guess Scott Pilgrim. But like, yeah. again, that but they they. They haven't, you know, really been doing a lot of those lately because those are kind of they like when people are like talking about like the comic book movie craze. It's like those are the type. Those of aren't that, the ones. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, there is the thing of like they're just looked at now as more viable source material. Uh, you did mention Scott Pilgrim. And uh, speaking of which, Blake Lively signed on to direct an adaptation of Seconds, which was like his kind of like follow up to Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, that is. Um it uh, was a really good comic book that I remember really enjoying, but I don't remember many of the details of. But I remember reading it and really liking it. And uh, sure, you know, I'll yeah, watch a movie. I, I'll, I'll read. I haven't read another Brian Lee O'Malley. I haven't read anything outside of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I feel like I should this is like that. way more. I think you'll like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely recommend you check it out. Um, things uh, that some people are upset about and some people are really happy about. John Watts is not directing the Fantastic Four. MCU movie. Oh, no. What is what? What will have hell have come upon us? Yeah, you know whatever. They'll put some young director that they can bully yeah. uh, on that project. So keep your eyes peeled for that uh, at CinemaCon. Uh, WB he trying to distract everyone from Ezra Miller's reign of terror in Hawaii uh, announced the Batman two. Uh, Pattinson, Kravitz, Reeves, they're all returning. Uh, they did not announce like a release date. They didn't or announce. Any... They didn't announce that Barry Keoghan is going to be returning either. No, <laughs> no, no. The, the, I'm pretty sure the only three that were specifically mentioned were Pattinson, Kravitz, and Reeves. So cool. I better see Colin Farrell again. <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually just started production on that Penguin, uh, the Penguin show. So right. that that's also happening. Um, Things that are still happening, but maybe not how you expected. Ant-Man and the Marvels swapped release dates. Ant-Man was slated for July of next year. The Marvels was slated for February. They switched Ant-Man coming in February, but the Marvels coming in July. Cool. 
Uh, again, I, I'm so not in the loop of what the next Marvel movies are going to be. That, yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, like, it, this is all pretty like small, minute news. But just just I guess if you were curious about how things are shaping up, this is the granular details of it. Yeah. yeah I, a little I, bit more ground, more like, you no know, higher up, more more uh groundbreaking yeah. shattering news so, so there's a wb was bought by discovery <laughs> or did wb buy discovery who no. bought who discovery from what i can tell is pretty much taking over wb i don't know the full details of the the business of it but yeah basically the people who were in charge of the dc films were no, will no longer be in charge of them and this new management wants a kevin feige like figure to take over um they are interested in doing a superman movie it sounds like as soon as possible <laughs> seems to be their take. there's like there's no reason why we shouldn't be pumping out movies about one of the most famous superheroes of all time right now that just seems like a no-brainer um and they want more things like joker which which that, what does that mean <laughs> they said they mentioned in that news story i know i just put it out of context story, <laughs> but like they said that they wanted they, the direct quote was like that they want to make more movies like joker i guess like creative vision like taking single they, the specific wording they used was uh finding ways to quote exploit secondary characters for their own movies and that word just exploit yeah. just makes it sound like they're just whoring these characters out like they're they're just putting them out onto the corners and yeah. uh, man listen which, I've, that's I've all heard, they are to them they're just a bunch of bodies to bring in the dough <laughs> i've heard stories about discovery taking over companies before it's not pretty when it happens uh so if, I uh, yeah. not really shocked by any of this. When they say a Kevin Feige, by the way, they were pretty clear that they don't mean like some guy to be like, I'm going to pull all the strings and make sure this long running uh, story gets pulled together the right way. They're just like, we just want a guy who can look at it and make us a lot of money. Like they, that, that sent that statement meant it, nothing. It sounds like what they want is that they just want like some like singular like singular like identity like brand recognition yeah. to to like stamp across all of these movies because that's what the marvel movies have and all the dc movies they all just feel so differently that they don't feel like they're in the same universe which but I, they are also trying to i mean that's the main problem if everything just existed on its own it would be fine but it's the fact that they insist on not on having, lining up in have, any specific having way to but homogenize also, all of them it's it's really weird yeah. and, and it's also and bad weird that they say that they want a kevin feige but they want more movies like joker where it's like that wouldn't happen if we had yeah. kevin feige if they had kevin feige like that like micromanaging and making sure everything has like a similar tone and flavor to it every time it's depressing i i don't know i, I it's not they're not gonna get worse like whatever we'll, yeah. we'll see it, it, they definitely want more of the batman from reeves so great i'll just i'll take some more of those and i hope everything else pans out at the very least it's funny like this is like what everything that happens with the dc movies now like politically is really funny <laughs> like just this this whole like ezra miller mess and like just like the flash is just like this thing being held hostage by a madman in hawaii by <laughs> 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 like a mad them in hawaii a mad them in hawaii yeah exactly uh, it's a crazy time. All right. Well, moving on to talking about actual real <laughs> cinema artists. The Cannes Film Festival has announced their lineup for this year. And uh, some of the highly uh, prolific movies that are uh, in competition for the Palm Door this year. We already talked about 
Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future that will be in competition playing at Cannes. Um, new movie from Park Chan-wook, uh, the director of The Handmaiden, an old boy. Uh, the Handmaiden was like one of the best movies to come out in like the last decade. So seeing his follow up is yeah. extremely exciting. It's called Decision to Leave. So can't wait. Look forward to that. Uh, James Gray, director of Ad Astra, has a new film out called Armageddon Time. Don't care at all. Not even a little bit. Did Ad Astra do anything for you? Or? I liked the movie fine enough. Yeah. I just knew that like he yeah, that movie has like a, such a huge fan base. And really like, people are follow people are like following up like what's James Gray doing next? So that's. Uh, oh, wow. Great. I did not know that. Already. And then uh, uh, Hirokazu. Koreda, who directed Shoplifters, has a new movie mm. that's going to be screening uh, called Broker. He had previously won the Palm d'Or for Shoplifters back in 2018. So uh, interesting follow up. Shoplifters was a very good movie. I enjoyed it. I want to try to see more of his films. Um, uh, some other movies that are screening at Cannes, they're, they're having their world premieres at Cannes, but they're not like, you know, playing for like the, the competition festival, uh, Elvis, which we have previously dogged on, uh, <laughs> and, uh, there was, they're showing Top Gun Maverick, which they usually, your dad's future favorite movie to fall asleep to <laughs> in the middle of the day. Yeah. They usually, they usually have screenings for just like, you know, brain dead cinema. Last year they screened fast nine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then uh george miller's uh three thousand years of longing uh which i know it has idris elba and i think tilda swinton man and i'll uh, check it out yep we'll see uh and but yeah that's basically the big news for can we'll probably know a lot more about these movies when you know, we're around the time of the festival, like last year. Like, I don't think we anyone knew about Titan back then. But like, you know, then look at where that ended up going. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully Crimes of the Future is my favorite movie of this year, like Titan was last year. And then will also just disappoint me uh, just on how it kind of exists afterwards. Um yeah, CinemaCon happened. Uh, also, CinemaCon is uh, like fucking, I don't know, Sundance for corporate suit. It's like E3. Like, I feel like, why don't they advertise this like E3? Like, let us actually, like, let us see the presentations. Like, they should advertise them like that. Like, have like a big multi-day thing like E3 where we could all get super <laughs> hyped for... give movies. a shit about us. This yeah. is, they, they want, they need to please the people they make money with. That's yeah. the whole thing. Don't you purpose. think they'd be able to make money advertising this as like some big multi-day corporate event that we could all like watch and stream mm. at the same time? Not as much. Then, you know, I don't know. They have that DC fandom thing that's close enough everyone just announced your stuff there the what's that disney disney whatever disney celebration d23 yes d23 yeah. yes star uh, wars celebration i think is yeah. the other one we can just everything else just sprinkle into those events even if it kind of seems unrelated um yeah uh barbie <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest news that was released so there were uh images and uh and some clips of barbie were shown uh, and it has also been announced that Barbie and uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer are going to be released on the same day of July 21st, 2023. I can't imagine that's going to stick. Like, I I have to feel like that uh, one of I, these yeah, goliaths just, of cinema is yes. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll probably... I'll probably stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be a I'm I'm gonna be a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Well, they're uh, not gonna for, s 
play that song in the movie, yeah. so fuck you. Well, <laughs> Speaking saw- of, like, fuck you, they're happening no matter what you want movies. The Avatar sequel is still happening. December 16th, 2022, for realsies it, for this realsies time. For realsies this time. I can't believe it. And it has a, it has a title other than Avatar 2. It's called Avatar The Way of Water, which someone asked me, they texted me, they're like, Wait, are they making a movie out of the Water Tribe from Avatar The Last Airbender? That seems like a weird offshoot thing to do. And, I'm like, and I had to remind them, no, no, this is the James Cameron Avatar. And they're like, what? They're, they're still it's doing happening that? happening again. The same thing is happening again. Uh, God. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, though. I haven't seen Avatar in like 12 years. I haven't seen Avatar since before I graduated high school. So, you know what? If it, it's not if like like how Marvel has like a new movie every like three months. So I'm like, oh, God, I'm sick of these. I haven't seen an Avatar movie in so long that, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll be like, you know what? I'll I'll see a new Avatar movie. Why it, not? I have from s- what I can tell. It's just it's just Avatar one. But they're like this time it's underwater. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be the conceit here i like they they showed footage don't didn't sound like there was much more to it than that it's avatar but underwater this time so uh that also though means that the next movie is probably going to be called the seed bearer which i think is really funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah so wait did, did you say that what was it there was like an announcement there was a, a leak like probably like a year ago of just like all of the the titles of like the six avatar sequels that they were planning and the one of the leaked titles was the way of water so that would mean that the rest of them are probably true and, and the, the next one was called the seed bear <laughs> the seed bear the seed bear it's gonna be like avatar but it's in come this time <laughs> i mean the first movie was wildly uh sexual as well so you know what it seems like it would be in place uh, speaking of wildly <laughs> sexual, um, <laughs> no, uh, they have fine. Uh, speaking of movies that took forever to get made, uh, they have finally come down on a release date for the Wicked movie. And not only that, but they have decided to split it into two parts, which I can imagine. Are they going to just the first movie is going to be act one and the second movie is going to be act two. I mean, if not, it's like really confusing, right? Like yeah. that'd be really weird if they did something else. Yeah. But it's also just like we had, it seems like we've had such a hard time having like musicals perform well at the box office within the Heights and West side story. Like it's been known as like, yeah, these are, these are not the movies people are going to see. What makes you think they're going to go see two of them? Yeah. Especially yeah. It's, a, it's a weird gamble to make. Especially with like with Broadway musicals, you have the act one break and then you have an intermission. So there's yeah, you the, get an intermission of probably like five years. between. because yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that point, yeah, it's like with with the intermission at a Broadway musical, it's like, you know, you're going right back in. So you're going to, you know, have the rest of the story to finish. Right. But if you have you have to wait a whole year for another movie, it's like you're getting an. And an unfinished yeah, that's, experience. It's not how acts work. Uh, it's not how story structure works. It's I think yeah, listen. I I feel the same way. Literally, I feel the same way about Dune though. So yeah, fair, no, that, that I felt the same way about Dune too. I was like, oh, this is this has been really fun. Oh, it's just over now. Oh, it's yeah. okay. All right. But yeah, so they're gonna make Wicked into two parts. Do you think that they conceived it as like one movie originally, and yeah, it was of shot as one movie? Yeah, but I think. You know, oh, I, I don't guess think they the shot budget. it. Like that's the thing. I think they're still toying. You think they're gonna shoot it as one movie so that way they could like you know 
have both movies recoup the box office. Oh yeah, definitely. I, 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 I think one it'd be movie, crazy not to do two that. times yeah. the box office for they, one. They budget. probably were like, we can have one like three hour movie, or we can have two like hour and a half to two hour long movies. Yeah, we and, can have one. And movie, we can pad that out probably pretty easily. We can have one movie that costs three hundred million dollars, or we could just have two movies that cost one hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, and then we'll just get the the uh, the extra money both times. It seems to make sense. I, you know, whatever. I Ariana Grande's in, and I don't fucking. I don't anyway. want to see that shit. But anyway, speaking of unnecessarily splitting movies up into part ones and part twos uh at CinemaCon, they announced the title and the release date for mission impossible seven dead reckoning part one why does this need to be a part one all yeah. of these movies are so episodic and uh disconnected anyway i mean they're gonna have to change that title right like that's a terrible title it's a really <laughs> bad title dead reckoning mission impossible 7 dead reckoning part one is also a crazy fucking long title and believe me i know something about crazy long movie titles okay yeah. <laughs> this is that is definitely excessive uh so the uh, mission impossible 7 dead reckoning part one will be released on july 14th 2023 uh i mean listen i i think these are fun movies like i disagree yeah i've never had fun with one of them if we're being honest but the big spectacles that seen them in the theater it's uh kind of uh it's kind of breathtaking like when they jump out of planes and stuff i'm like that's cool i don't know i'm glad I'm, they they take your breath i yeah. am speaking of that uh, Taking uh, and serving instead of so, taking your breath away, Jason serving. Sudeikis is going to take your kids away. Um, <laughs> Olivia Wilde was on stage at CinemaCon presenting uh, her new movie with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. Uh, it's called Don't Worry, Darling. Don't Worry, Darling. And someone just served her uh, presumably custody papers. On stage, and it was really weird. Do you think and Jason's people thought like they were doing a bit and like setting something up, and then nothing happened? And everyone's like, then something really fucked up just happened. Yeah, see if if we had this like on air, like streaming on YouTube or Twitch for free, we would have all been able to see this. Yeah, and we would great... never talk about the slap ever again yeah. because <laughs> just that the image of uh, confused Olivia Wilde would be everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So apparently that happened. They showed, I guess, some clips of that movie. I guess I don't know. I'll. I'm sure it'll be yeah, okay. Yeah. Apparently, Smart was fine. Harry I'm, Styles goes down on Florence Pugh. Uh, I, that was the only like content I was able to glean from the trailer descriptions. Sounds really sexy. Can't yeah. wait to see it. Do you think that's the movie that Florence Pugh got her like short, uh, like faded haircut for? <laughs> The fact that you think I, I remember Florence Pugh's haircut. You are on a different level of, <laughs> of obsession the, with Florence Pugh. The, the, the fact that you think that, that I think you would be keeping up with her Instagram stories where she like <laughs> cooks. Yeah, no, I don't I don't keep up with the uh, the Pew verse. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's been our episode. Uh, what a what a what a fucking what a fucking flop of an ending that was. It just all right. That's ended. It's over now. Anyway, well, we ended the same way Dune Part One ended, and Wicked Part One, and will Avatar end. Two will all end. Uh, and how this universe, the world itself, will end with just a big a big thud. Uh, eventually, at some point, maybe within our lifetimes, even. Uh, but anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's end this.
<laughs> uh, uh, uh.